Welcome, 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 one and all, ladies and gentlemen, to a special Thursday edition of the Extra Point Show. Your host, Mr. P.L. Coulter, coming to you from Casa Coulter. And I have a special, special guest in the house. Um, I am honored to have him on as a first-timer. Uh, my man, Mr. Brandon Lewis, sports writer, uh, educator. He's a phenomenal, smart, intelligent, sports-savvy young man. And um, I've been chomping at the bit to get this um, this young fellow on because he blew me away in an interview that I did working at Fishbowl for uh, another client, Dr. Mary Payton. Shouts out to her. Um, and so I wanted to give this this uh, young fellow a chance to, to speak to the world. And um, we're going to talk a little sports today. So without any further ado, Mr. Lewis, how's it going today, sir? It's going good. How about yourself? Going great. Going great. So Let's start off with uh, you telling the Extra Point audience a little bit about yourself. Who is Brandon Lewis? What does he have going on? Well, like Paul said, uh, my name is Brandon Lewis. I'm originally from Fort Texas, currently a student at uh, OU, um, home of the Sooners, of course, Boomer Sooner. Uh, well, you know, I always had a knack for sports. Um, even as a kid, my daily routine was like waking up ESPN. That's the first thing. Oh, I yeah. wanted to be in tune with, with everything that was going on in the sports world, of course. Um, but yeah, I love sports. I'm a former athlete myself. I used to run track, play baseball, play football a little bit. Uh, also, I'm into photography. I love photography. So um, I've been getting out there, getting some shots. Went to a car show here recently. Um, so I'm getting the full swing of that. Um, I'm a car enthusiast. I love traveling. Um, but Sports is what it is what it is, you know. Um looking to be a sports reporter. I'm currently majoring in broadcast journalism. Um so that's my, my outlook and where I plan to go in the future is in broadcast journalism. Now, I just want y'all to hear it here first, right here on the extra point. Remember the name, remember the face, Brandon Lewis, from everything that I've heard from everybody that I know that knows him, he will no doubt be the uh, go from the person who watched Sports Center to the person who's hosting the morning Sports Center, the six o'clock Sports Center, and uh, all of that. I am very, very, very excited to see how his future plans out. He has a very, very bright future ahead of him. Now, you said that you are a car enthusiast. Quick question before we get into the nuts and bolts of today's show What's your dream car? Man, um, my dream car, I'll have to say an Audi RS7. Okay, for us old folks, is the uh, Audi, is that like a sports car? Is that like a luxury car? What kind of car is that? Well, it started off as a luxury car, but it's more in tune to a sports car now. Okay, all right, I'm all right. luxury and sports together, so that's the hey, best that's way to the, go. All right, that's the best <laughs> of both worlds. Okay, so you're a first-time guest, and every first-time guest has to go through the, the, the gauntlet that is this or that. We got to put you in the hot seat to get you started. Um, everybody who's come through the extra point has answered these questions, and uh, it's Brandon's time to put his name on the wall. So let's start with this. We're going to give you two options, and you pick one, only one. All right, let's start with New York or L.A. I'll probably have to say L.A. L.A. You're an L.A. guy more than yeah, a New York I have to guy. say L.A. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, we're off and running. Okay. Hot sauce or ranch? Hot sauce. Really? Hot, hot sauce. sauce. Yes, I feel like I can do hot sauce with a lot more than ranch. Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, you said you're from Fort Worth, so so you should be well equipped to answer this one. Texas barbecue or Tex Mex? 
Oh, Texas barbecue. <laughs> Texas barbecue, the hill country in Austin area, you know, they have some of the best barbecue, like Franklin's, they have Southside Market. I can tell you a lot of places about Texas barbecue. Hey, he brought receipts, ladies and gentlemen. I told you Brandon is going to be on fire today. I am excited already. Okay, um, private plane or yacht? Man, that is a hard one. <laughs> That's a hard one. But I'll probably go yacht. I just funny. I was just having this conversation with my grandmother last night. But I'll probably go yacht. Hey, shouts out to your grandmother. Um, hope she gets a chance to see you get your shine on today. But you know, yacht makes sense. If you pick California over New York, so so right. that makes sense. All right, um, Carson Wentz or Jared Goff? Mm, I have to go Jared. Really? I have to go Jared on that one. Over Carson no. Wentz. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, all right. Um, let's step into your current backyard, Oklahoma. Okay. All right, Bob Stoops or Lincoln Riley? Ooh, <laughs> oh my God. You know what? <laughs> Man. Gosh. Okay. I'll probably have to go with Lincoln Raleigh. Man, oh. God, the guy is like, just like, I love the, what he's bringing to Norman. He's young. You know, he's seasoned, of course, by Bob Stoops and yes. other um, guys out there like Ruffin McNeil. Um, yes. So I have to go. I have to go with Lincoln Raleigh on that because just the people who he succeeded afterwards. Yes. So that's why I have to go Lincoln Riley. You know what? When I was thinking about that, I was wondering where your allegiance would tie to the national championships or to the current success. I mean, mm -hmm. how can you argue with back-to-back -back number one draft picks overall? Mm -hmm. How can you argue with back-to-back -back Heisman Trophy quarterbacks? You take a quarterback from another school in Alabama, he puts up a Heisman campaign type season as well. Yes, hey, sir. Plenty of love for Lincoln <laughs> Riley. Okay, all right. Your favorite football player of all time? Favorite football player of all time. Most people will say, think I'll say Tom Brady because I'm a Patriots fan, of course. As you're rocking your gear? Yes, of course. Um, let's see. That's a good question. That's a good question. So many out there. Um, man, you got me thinking. You really got hey, me thinking. You came with the fire. You came with the fire today. <laughs> um, you know what? I just I probably would have to say Tom Brady. Um, because I mean he proved his point. He was with us yes. for twenty seasons. Yes. And then he went on to Tampa Bay first yes. year. Yes. And he sailed the deal. Right. And not only did he just leave after twenty years, he didn't go to New Orleans. He didn't go to Baltimore. He didn't go to uh, like a perennial playoff team that had a lot of success. He went to Tampa Bay. It was, what, seven and nine before he got there? Yes. And me being a Michigan man, of course, I got love for Tom Brady. Good answer. Favorite basketball player of all time? Uh, favorite? You know what? I'm going to have to stick. I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan, so I'm going to stick with in my uh, Spurs. I'll say Tim Duncan. Oh, the big fundamental. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Tim Duncan. As a Memphis Grizzlies fan, I'm glad I don't have all my Grizzlies gear today because that would have made me sad. Tim Duncan and the San Antonio Spurs were the reason the grit and grind Grizzlies never got to an NBA final. We had Zebo, we had Marcus Saul, we had uh, Mike Conley, we had Tony Allen. Every time we went up against the Spurs and, and Tim Duncan, we got swept. So, <laughs> and you know the thing about Tim Duncan, he's not that flashy player, right? You know what I mean? He's right. not going out there with all the top top of the line, you know, outfits and stuff like that. He's quiet, right. he's focused, right. and he's going out there. He's, he's telling you, 
we gonna talk on the floor. I got you on the court. And and he would do that because my Grizzlies were very mouthy, you know, mm-hmm. with Tony Allen and, and Zebo and all them talking all that crap, and he would just go out there and put twenty seven and seventeen on them and send yeah. us home packing. Um, speaking of which, since since you just told me you're a Spurs fan. What do you think of Popovich's job so far this year with, with the new-look Spurs? They're right in the thick of the playoff race. Man, I have to say excellent. I never doubted, you know, Greg Popovich. Um, last year wasn't the best, um, but this year, man, it's a new team. It's not mm-hmm. the slow-paced Spurs. Like, right. I was watching them play um, the 76ers uh, the other day. Oh, yeah. And, man, you know, I mean, we got blowed out still, but just how they stayed in, they just, you know, got to learn how to – close the games that's you know they're still young though they're still young though and they're going to be a problem as as they continue to get experience the some of the older teams like the the clippers and the lakers and they start to fade out um expect popovich back in that uh, final four pretty soon um and finally this or that mm-hmm. mj or lebron mj oh mj I have to oh, say MJ. I'm always on that in that conversation. So I got to put this away for the day, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. No arguing with you there. The man said MJ. We're going to end it with MJ. Good job by you. Now, um, off camera, you were telling me that you were working on an article for the NCAA tournament, correct? Correct. Okay. So let's get some of your thoughts on this. Now, there's one undefeated team in Gonzaga. Are they the best team heading into tonight's tournament, in your opinion? Um, no. No. Oh. I, I like them. You know, they're undefeated and everything. But it's just to me, being in the WCC, you know, the West Coast Conference, you know, it's just like, I mean, they don't get me wrong. They got some upsetter, you know, teams in that squad, you know, in that conference, I'm sorry. But the thing about it is, you know, I just don't see – I just don't see them just going all the way because you got some hot teams. Yeah, Illinois. Yes. I saw them yes. play Ohio State the other day in the Big Ten conference, and I was yes. like, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happen. I don't they see are them. a problem. Yes. And, and it's funny, I, I had Michigan Mike on the show last Friday, and, and me and him are both big Michigan fans, and we saw firsthand how they came into Chrysler Arena and drug us from one goal to the other. And mm-hmm. at that point, we were riding a, a wave of seven straight wins and blowing people out by double digits. Illinois came in there and body slammed us. Yes. I'm very, very concerned about Illinois. I agree with uh, with Michigan Mike. I agree with you. That's a, that team is going to be a problem. Yes. Now, since since they are number one seed, you're, you're sold on Illinois. Mm-hmm. It does Do you think the Zags have the toughest path to get to the Final Four? Or would that be Michigan? Or would that be um, Baylor? I'll say Baylor. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so my Big 12 conference, you know, um, come playing in the Big 12 conference just was tough this year. Like you saw teams back to back, you know, when, you know, instead of, you know, some sweeping the season, it was half and half or the opposite team that you wouldn't think the underdog sweeping right. the, you know, the perennial team. Right. But um, I think just Baylor, because even with my, um, my tournament here, you know, my bracket, they got North Carolina, they got Wisconsin, Villanova. You can't underestimate Texas Tech. Chris Beard sure is doing a great job in Lubbock. Sure can. You got right. Arkansas, right. You got Florida, and you got Ohio State. And Ohio State. But yes. like Baylor got done no favors for having a COVID break because I believe they were undefeated going into to their COVID pause. Uh, had a couple of, of poor shooting performances uh, down the stretch, but 
The one thing about Baylor that I found so fascinating was the fact that no one on their team is shooting under 38% from the three-point line. Yeah, they're they're How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, and they're explosive with Jared Butler. He's leading the way, and, you know, he's the possible national player of the year as well. He's in the conversation. But, yeah, I mean, they're doing things. Scott Drew had that team going. Um, just the whole Baylor program in general basketball program is pretty good. Right. But, yeah, Scott Drew – you know, he builds teams every year regardless. He does. Now, let's stick in the Big 12 Conference. Your Oklahoma Sooners ha- have a 8-9 matchup against SEC foe Missouri. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, considering you're in a bracket where you're not sold on Gonzaga? How do you feel about that matchup? Well, um, you know, the Oklahoma-Mizzou, um, you know, that matchup, I think – my Sooners can pull it off. But um, news just broke today that one of our star players, Davion Harmon, is out due to COVID. Um, so he'll miss the first and second rounds. You see, this is what you get right here on the extra point. The young man, Mr. Lewis, comes on here and he's breaking news right here on the show. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. This man, I mean, he's on campus there uh, in Oklahoma. So he, he's going to have his, his footprint all over that. Um, so are you telling me that I need to go back and adjust my bracket? Um, no, I mean, I think um, Oklahoma will de- defeat the Tigers. You know, um, the thing about it is um, we I was at one of the biggest upsets this year for the Sooners, and that was against Bama. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and Alabama struggled against Mizzou at home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was a, it was an upset. If I'm not mistaken, if I can remember, that was an upset game. Um, but I don't think, you know, Oklahoma – well, you know, defeat Gonzaga. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. You so know? you don't you don't give them a chance against the Zags, but the Zags yeah. ain't going all the way. I mean, what I notice, what I notice also, you know, being at the games, we don't have enough bids. You know, we will have to play small ball, quick ball with Gonzaga, um, Gonzaga. But I just don't see it happening. You know, I'll you know I'll bite I'll bite the bullet if they do somehow pull it off. Lon Kruger is a great coach. Yeah. You know, I got to know him personally and everything like that. He's a great coach. Um, he was in the running for, you know, National Coach of the Year. Um, but we start falling off. You know, um, we have a pretty good team, but it's our bids. It's where we struggle with our bids. We don't really have that number one big player, you know, to man in the paint. Brady Manic, you know, I wouldn't consider him as a five, you know, more of a four. Um, I just don't see it happening. I really don't. Wow. I love my Sooners, but I don't see them getting past Gonzaga. Hey, well, we always have this this thing we say on radio. When you step in the booth, you got to tell the truth. So uh, I respect you for that because um, this guy is a, a boomer sooner, sooner through and through. And for him to give you those nuggets, if you haven't filled out your bracket yet, that may be something to consider. One of their star players will be out at least for the uh, first two uh, rounds. And uh, that's huge because that second round matchup will come against the, the undefeated number one overall seed in the tournament. I hope that game is is played at a time where I can watch that from wire to wire. Now, so you don't have the Sooners doing an upset. Is there anybody that you have on upset alert in the first round? First round, let me see. Okay. Let me check this out. <laughs> I do have Creighton um, upset in Virginia. Oh, oh, Virginia, the, the reigning national champs. I guess we forget yes. they're the reigning national champs since they didn't play a tournament last year. So you yes. have Creighton knocking off the reigning, the number four seed Virginia Cavaliers, yes. huh? Yes, sir. Because um, Virginia, you know they, you know they play, they even play Gonzaga. 
Um, but, you know, I just don't see them. They had too many losses of games they shouldn't have lost. You know, mm-hmm. they should have went in and dominated, but they struggled. And I mean, I guess we, we can blame it like on everything else, COVID. But I just don't see them getting past Creighton, you know. And Creighton is a team that's always in the tournament every year as well. They are. You know, they are. Okay, so let's get to it. Um, Mr. Lewis, who do you have in this year's Final Four? Man, it's crazy. This is my first time ever picking a, a whole bracket. But okay, I have all, really? I have, all okay. the number, I have all the number ones in the Final okay. Four. Okay. So you got my Michigan Wolverines in there. You are official yes. family. Yes, I do. <laughs> Jawan Howard, man, that he was the last time yes. they, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jawan Howard, I saw a thing when he last played, you know, they were in the Final Four. Of course, which was you know some years ago, and yes. now he's coaching them and leading them, and it's possible they could be in the final four again. I, I like their chances. The the one big hiccup that I could see on the horizon is a potential elite eight matchup against Alabama. But you make me feel a lot better about that matchup because I did watch. I just happened to watch that Saturday afternoon game between Oklahoma and Alabama, mm-hmm. and y'all completely neutralized them, getting up and down the floor like they did you know throughout the entire SEC season. So. Michigan being a defensive team first, hopefully that will be the case. I am worried about Alabama. But so you got all four number one seats in there. Who's your national championship game and who's your winner? National championship game. I got the Bulldogs of Gonzaga. Okay. And I got Illinois fighting alumni against um, Gonzaga, and I'm going with Illinois to take it off. Mm. They are deep. They are talented. They have the the requisite bigs that you were talking about. They Mm -hmm. have excellent point guard play. They are deep, and they play with a chip on their shoulder. Yes, they do. And, and you know, the funny thing about it is um, Brad Underwood, you know, he started off at SFA. He built them into a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. And then he went off to Oklahoma State, and he did some things with Oklahoma State and then took the job at Illinois. It took him a while at Illinois, Mm -hmm. but they're in the conversation. What they did, like, I I watched that – the championship game in the Big 12, uh, Big 10 tournament as well. And as great as Ohio State played, and I think that they're going to do some damage in the tournament, as great as they played, it was like Illinois went to a timeout and came out and said, okay, let's just do what we do. And they did what they did. Um, I'm really, really concerned about them. I have them in my national championship game as well. I will give you all my champion tomorrow. Uh, But today it's all about Mr. Lewis. Now, Let's 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 transition over to the team that that you donned the T-shirt of right now, the New England Patriots. Big Baller Bill has been making it rain this free agency season. We all know what happened last year. Brady left. The Patriots went seven and nine. As a Patriots fan, let's start here. How did it feel watching Brady win a Super Bowl with another team while the Patriots missed the playoffs for the first time in forever? I'm not gonna lie. You know it hurt, but you know to be honest with you, he gave us six. Six. You know what I mean? So how can you be sad and disappointed about that? You know, right. and we was almost, you know, in the Super Bowl almost every year, if you really think about it. It was, you know, a few years where we didn't dominate the AFC. But um, I mean, how could you be like disappointed? The man proved his point, did what he had to do, and he got the job done. I'm happy for him, you know, to be able to go into the AFC and dominate and now going into the NFC. I was looking at some stats on ESPN. The only team Tom Brady has not defeated in the NFL is the Patriots. And this year, he will have his chance. Tampa Bay plays the Patriots this year? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
You, I don't care what happens. You have got to be there for that one. We'll, yes. we'll, 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 we'll make that happen. We'll, yes, we'll we got get you. you. <laughs> we'll get you there. A one-play ticket, get you a suite somewhere so you can cover that game because it, it means a lot to Patriots fans, um, and it means a lot. In the NFL, that's going to be the biggest game of the year, obviously. Um, right. Now, last year we, we think that Tampa Bay would have came out on top. And with all the moves that, that – um, New England has made so far, and we still have the draft coming up. How do you feel about them this year and specifically bringing back Cam Newton? Well, we're going to start on Cam Newton. I'm not really sold on Cam Newton. I'm really not. Really? Yeah, I'm not really sold on him. It's just to me, he just doesn't fit that offense. Um, But I will say um, for them to make a late move on Cam Newton, for us to go seven and nine, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. When people never see us getting seven wins, you know, we were still in the thick of the playoff talk almost to the end of the season. So, I mean, I think he did what he's supposed to do. Um, the first couple of weeks, he started off great. He was hot. Um, mm-hmm. But as his time went on, you know, um, but, I mean, that kind of falls back on, you know, us not having those targets. We didn't have really no right. receivers. We lost our best receiver, which is Julian Edelman, but he's right. more of a slot. He's not a deep right. threat. Right. Um, I mean, but Jacoby Myers came up big for us. He did. He was he a fantasy football stud. Yes, yes, he came up big for us. So, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, too mad about that. But um, maybe with the full season of, you know, Cam Newton and John McDaniel's um, offense, um, getting a feel, um, I think maybe possibly we'll be back in the playoff talk. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go Super Bowl yet. Even with the moves we made, I wouldn't go Super Bowl. Um, but I do see us going back to the um, playoffs. And, man, now the moves Bill have made. I can agree with some of them, um, but some of them I can't. Like the Nelson Aguilar. Okay, so let's start. Let's start. Let's start with with the ones because I'm glad you broke them down in in the two categories. Let's start with your your favorite acquisition so far in free agency. I hate to say this, but uh, your boy Johnny Smith. Oh, you're killing me! Your you're boy. killing me! <laughs> your boy, because um, <laughs> we haven't had a tight end since Gronkowski. Right. You know, we've been. We, I mean, we could have landed some big tight ends, but I guess Bill had 2021 in mind. It was like, hey, we're going we gonna to make it happen. Right. So um, I have to go with Johnny um, Smith. But remember the other day when you were on live, I said I'd rather have Johnny Smith over Hunter Henry, and then he turned around and got Hunter Henry. Um, hey, you're, you're, hey, you're reading my mind. The tra- your transition game is, is, is on point today because – I thought about you when I saw that hit the the way the wire, and I was like, oh, "Wait a minute!" But now you have both. Is this yeah. going to be a reincarnation of Gronk and Aaron Hernandez? I think so. I think so, and I'm I'm happy about it. Um, yes. But also, it's going to take targets away from one another because we're we're loading up on receivers as well, and the draft hadn't even came yet, and we have some right. pretty good receivers. Right. Um. So I mean, it could be a win win, or it could be a lose lose situation. You know. Right. I will tell you this as an insider with the Tennessee Titans. Jono Smith's athleticism, the way that he hop points and attacks the ball, the way that he gets those mismatches in the seam against linebackers and safeties, he can stretch your field. And and the way Hunter Henry runs those underneath routes, he's a better tactician as far as route running. That's a lethal one-two combo for a quarterback like Cam Newton, who was always dependent on the tight end when he was in Carolina. Yep, it, that's like, true. Like, if you're gonna bring back Cam, he they brought back Cam with a plan, like yes. to play towards his strengths. 
I'm worried. I'm glad we don't have the Patriots on our schedule this year. Um, <laughs> if we were going to get y'all, I'd rather be last year. Um, because those tight and and Kendrick Bourne, that, that's another one of them that I really like because he plays like a linebacker. Once mm-hmm. he catches that ball and, and starts running upfield, he's looking for contact. He's yes. physical. He's a physical player. Jono Smith is a red zone beast. So is Hunter Henry. I'm nervous. Yes. I'm nervous. You know the Titans make it in by the skin of our teeth every year around mm-hmm. the sixth or seventh seed. So I don't want New England coming up there and snatching our <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, but I mean just the moves they've been making, um, and also defense. Like he's going right. back to that defense. He's showing right. up on defense with uh Matt Judon. Oh yeah, um, oh my gosh. We went back and got Cal Vinoy. I don't see how the Dolphins let him walk after one year. He was playing to the same potential in Miami than he was when he was in New England. He was. And they let him walk. But I did see, you know, Bill go back and make a lot of reunion, you know, Mm -hmm. moves. He went back and got, um, you know, like I said, Cal Vinoy. Trying to think of all the moves because he made so many moves. I can't even think how many moves he made. (laughs) Uh, We got – we let David Andrews walk, and we brought back Ted Karras, mm-hmm. you know, to be our center at a low cost. Um, just moves like that, you know, just letting me know. I told people when it was coming, I said, watch out. The Patriots have a lot of money in, you know, salary cap space, and people didn't believe me, and look what happened on the first day. The, like, and, and the scary part is you still have the draft coming mm-hmm. up, and, and, you, and, and you've addressed some serious needs you got a run stuffer, a big cog in the middle of your defensive line. You've got mm-hmm. two capable uh, wide receivers on the outside. You've got two quality, the, the top two free agent tight ends in the market. Mm-hmm. And you've got some offensive line help for Cam, so he doesn't probably have to run and bust up himself as much as he used to. Um, I would be excited if I were a Patriots fan, and you best believe if there's anyone who knows how to game plan against a Tom Brady, it's a Bill Belichick defense. Yes. Bring that game on. Come on. Yes, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Trust me. With the move. We want to see that game today. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So sticking with, with football. Uh, uh, now, I, I didn't – I'm throwing you a curveball here, but, uh, but I figured that you'd be able to, to give us an answer on this. Drew, uh, Drew Brees retired, uh-huh. and now the Saints are, are, are rolling with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. If you were Sean Payton, would there be a quarterback competition? Who would you give the edge to to start week one – in New Orleans this year? Yes, I will, I will give it I will give it a competition. Um, you know, Jameis Winston, I, I think he also he did all right in Tampa Bay. He did all right. But, um, I mean, he had the receivers, too. He you know, did. He, just, he just didn't have he a did. really good line. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had good running backs, too. Um, mm-hmm. Defense was subpar. Um, but I would probably say Taysom Hill to start off because the dude been waiting for the longest. Why would you keep him and then have him riding the pine? You know, for the whole season, so for I'll, that kind I'll, of money, yeah, exactly. I'll give him. I'll give him the competition, and I'll. I'll have to say, Taysom Hill is going to start off um, week one. That's what I have to go with. Okay, so they're going to. So he's going to start week one. Okay, so let's let's keep with the trend of quarterbacks. Now you're in Oklahoma, the casino capital of, yes, of the United sir. States. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to get back up to Choctaw and Winstar. Shouts out to y'all. Um, oh, if you were a betting man and you had to place a wager. Who would you bet on to be moved first, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson. Really? Yes. All right, uh, explain. Because, I mean, number one, also, um, breaking news today, you know, he's going through a civil, 
you know, some civil lawsuits right now. Um, right. Third person came forward and sued him. Um, so if I was a new front office and the new general manager is a Patriots ex, that is you know, true. you don't want that image coming into a program, you know, not a program, but into a franchise. Right. Um, and then, you know, you got a whole new coaching staff. Um, they wanted him there, but I think this solidifies that he's going to be the first one to move. They're going to get rid of him. Do you think the, um, and I totally agree. We were talking off camera before the show started that if we were general manager and owner in either particular order, we would have to have some serious, serious, serious conversations about giving up that type of draft capital that it would take to bring in a Deshaun Watson. And you have no clue if it's going to be a fourth allegation, a sixth allegation. Will mm-hmm. this turn into criminal charges? Uh, like, is he going on the commissioner's exempt list? Because once you go there, your, your season is done. The right, commissioner right. will leave you there. <laughs> Right. And then I also, you know, with what was happening, because I was reading a little more about it, um, what happened and what he did messes up his image. But of course, course we're not there. We weren't there, you know, and you see this happen a lot, whether it's Mm -hmm. physical abuse, verbal Mm -hmm. abuse, you know, Mm -hmm. sexual abuse, you know, like, for instance, with his situation, Mm -hmm. um, that just messes up his image. And you wouldn't want that type of person, you know, um, on your team and representing you. Great player. I don't knock him for that. Of course, like I say, we were not there to know what actually happened. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't have that, you know, if you're trying to move forward and move on. Not with that type of investment, not with the type of contract that you're going to have to pick up um, to pay the guy when he gets there, because, you know, he's not coming for free. He just signed a lucrative extension last year. Mm -hmm. So you have plenty of years left on a contract where you would have to answer questions to your fan base, the, the, the people like us. Who, who, who would be in the know, will be talking about it, will be bringing it up, will be asking questions. You won't be able to escape it. There, there's nothing that you can do to go in front of the media without that becoming a story as far as what's going on with Watson. The timing of that, in his case, could not be worse, um, but that's the nature of the beast, like you said, in sports. Perception yeah. is often reality, and mm-hmm. if you go and read the details in these allegations, they are very similar, they're very shocking. Um but but it's just it's it's too much too soon now. So um, but with Russell Wilson, do you think that 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 he and the Seattle Seahawks would ever be able to reconcile this? This seems like this divorce is getting uglier and uglier by the day. Yeah, you know, it shocked me when, um, you know, trade, you know, rumors were going about, you know, Russell Wilson. I was like, what? This man took you all to a Super Bowl literally like in your second or third year with the right. team. Right. And. My thing is, you know, I'll say he need more receiver targets. Um, he got some pretty good receivers. You know, you got DK. Tyler Lockett is getting over the hill. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he need more of that. And then, of course, he need a, he need a new line. His line is not protecting him. I never seen Russell Wilson running like he's literally running all over the field trying to get away. And he made plays with him. You know, <laughs> but he shouldn't have to do that. You know, he's a running quarterback, but he shouldn't have to run when he doesn't need to, you know what I mean? Right, and and he's he's not getting any younger either. Exactly, so I think they, you know, they need to keep him. I wouldn't let a quarterback like Russell Wilson leave like that, just that easy, you know what I mean? Of course, you're going to get, you know, things back as far as draft capital, but why would you let Russell Wilson leave? Right, when your window to win with him is now. Now, you brought up him running for his life, and and, and he was very verbal in the offseason after the Super Bowl that, that he's tired of getting hit. We've seen... No, a number of high-profile offensive linemen come off the free agency board, none to Seattle. 
Is Seattle mm-hmm. telling him, we're not here trying to hear what you're saying? Is this a, you're not about to tell us what to do? Um, why would you not invest money in, in free agency in an offensive lineman if you're Seattle? Other than you're just trying to, to show your quarterback up. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, to me, it seems like they, they're not caring in the world right now. You know what I mean? And, of course, a franchise is a business at the end of the day. You know, if you get injured, they don't want you anymore. They're going to bring in somebody bigger and better, um, yeah. healthier. Um, but, I mean, I think they need to, you know, get the man the help that he needs. You know, Patrick Mahomes, they got him help. You know, yeah. he, they brought yeah. in yeah. some, yes, some of the best. Probably yeah. better than what he had, you know. Yes, yes. Um, but I think they need to go in and think and like re, you know, like, hey, sit back and like, what am what are we doing? You know, what can we do to better solve this problem? Right. You know, that's going to be interesting to see what they do in the in the draft, because they gave up two number ones. Uh, I mean, uh, to the I mean, they got the two number ones from the Jets to get uh, I mean, to get rid of Joe, I mean, to take on Jamal Adams. So mm-hmm. they don't have that draft capital and you right. don't go get them in free agency. I, I don't know what they're going to do um, yeah. now. The Dallas Cowboys don't have a quarterback problem now. They've re-signed Dak. Was that too much um, to pay to invest in Dak? Would you have franchised him again, or do you think that was a fair deal? I think that was a fair deal. I think so. Um, Reason being is, you know, the man, you didn't see him going on social media, you know, talking crap about the Dallas Cowboys. His heart is really with the Cowboys. And all he was just asking was like, you guys are going to pay me. But I think it took, sad to say, it took this injury – a season-ending injury for them to realize that is the guy, you know. And I'm not a Cowboy fan, but let's be realistic. They need to pay the man, and I'm glad they finally made that happen. But also, they need to invest more into their team as well, you know, not just Dak, you know. Right. Um, they did pretty good by getting my boy C.D. Lamb. I didn't think oh, that yeah. was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, um, I even saw rumors about Amari Cooper. You know, they're thinking about trading him, and that would be a smart move. Well, the the – the offense is intact. Fix that defense, Dallas. Yes. Oh, of course. Of fix course. The, just fix the defense. You fix yeah. the defense, you should be able to win a weak division like the NFC East. Yes. But just fix that. Your offense is set. You got, like I said, CD is the is the next OBJ. Mm-hmm. He's going to take off. He's going to make uh, Amari Cooper's contract expendable at some point because why are you paying $20 million for a year for Amari Cooper when CD Lamb is your future? So right. um, they hit a steal with the CD Lamb pick. Uh, good job by them. Now, um, wow, man, you knocked all these questions out the park, man. So, um, one more time, where can where can people find you? Where can people find your work? Uh, how can they follow you on social media to keep up with everything that's going on with Mr. Brandon Lewis? Well, of course, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Brandon Lewis. Um, I have an Instagram. I gotta look that up because I don't know the name by heart. Um, <laughs> I just you know I just get on and just post. You know what I mean? Um, but it's underscore B Lewis two K fourteen. Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I need more Twitter followers because um, with me going into, um, you know, being a, now a sports columnist for a newspaper, the Dallas Express, um, I'm going to be posting a lot more on there. And if I'm mistaken, it's the same name. It's B. Lewis 2510. So at okay. B. Lewis 2510. So, yeah, follow me. Um, you can follow my um, journey where I, you know, where I'm headed. Um, also, you know, I don't think this will be the last time. I don't no. think this will be the last time. No, it will not. And the thing is, you're only company once. It's like my mama say when you go to her house. You're only company once. Now you're family. You go in the refrigerator. You can go ahead and and do what you need to do. Um, we, we're going to be following you closely on your journey um, 
with your writing career, your sports broadcasting career, you're going to do a phenomenal job. Anytime you want to come back on the extra point, um, you have a home here. Uh, we are very, very proud of you, Dr. Payton and myself, very proud of you. Um, and again, to everybody that's out there listening, remember this face, remember this name. You will be seeing him on your national television and radio airwaves sooner than later. Mr. Lewis, it has been my pleasure. We have to bring you back on soon. Until then, you want to send any shouts out to anybody? Well, today is my, my buddy Alan's birthday, so I want to wish him a happy birthday. Um, definitely, I got to give honor to God um, for being in this place and this opportunity. My parents, um, my mentors, um, my co-workers, you know, that I'm close with. Um, I got to give a shout out to Coach Torres. He's watching. He's always right, he's, shout out to him. He's I'm always giving me a hard time. <laughs> he's I'm always giving me a hard time. Well, shout out to uh, Mr. Tim Torres for checking in and, and for contributing to the show as well. Um, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, that does it for the extra point on behalf of Mr. Lewis. It's your boy, Mr. P.L. Coulter, signing off. Remember his picks. We're going to be looking for those in the uh, NCAA tournament. We hope to have you back on real soon, okay? All right. Well, I appreciate it, man. I loved it. All right. No problem, man. Come back soon. We will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Peace.